Hello and welcome everyone to the Never Games. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We would truly love to hear from you. On a very special episode, Arun Considers, very own Arun Narayanan, hangs out with us. You don't want to miss it. Today on the Never Games, Trevor does a Star War, Connor gets some fan mail, and Tom begins deciphering a long-forgotten language. This is Season 2, Episode 10, Ultraviolet and Infrared Swearing. This is the Never Games. Let's play! not going through this again with you. It's yeah. not, I'm not doing Home Depot all over again. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you guys want to just jump into the theme between the lines? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right. If this is the first time you're listening, this is a quick game that we start every episode with where I'm going to read these jamokes. Four trivia questions that have a secret theme. If you think you know what that secret theme is, you can reach out to us on most social media at the underscore never underscore games, or shoot us an email at hello at the nevergames.com. All righty. You guys ready? Nope. It's good. Cool. <laughs> All right. Good start. <laughs> okay. Mike Mignola's Hellboy is an ever popular favorite that has seen two movie franchises, several board games, and a recent RPG system release, as well as dozens of reprintings of issues and graphic novels. The series has roots in folklore, pulp magazines, vintage adventure, Lovecraftian horror, and horror fiction, but the character of Hellboy started off at humble beginnings. Where was Hellboy first published? Is it A, Hellboy number one, Rise of the Frog, B, San Diego Comic-Con Comics number two, or C, John Bryan's Next Men, number 21. I want to say, just because it sounds so cool, uh, Comic-Con comics. I would just love to see an anthology of, like, things people pitched for a festival. I think that'd be awesome. I like the idea of that existing, and I'm sure it yeah. does exist. I, yeah, probably. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm going to... What was C again? What was, what was, what was C? C was... John Byrne's Next Men, number 21. I'm going to go with Next Men. Yeah, I'm also doing that. This one goes to Noel. <sighs> that's awesome. Hey. That's really cool. I'm not upset about that, actually. Yeah. No, so awesome. the first the first printed appearance of Hellboy was at uh, Salt Lakes, Great Salt Lakes Con or something like that, like promotional flyer that was just like this is mike mignola's new character but the first time it was an actual comic that contained hellboy as a character was at san diego comic-con comics number two all right quentin tarantino's 1994 movie pulp fiction is widely regarded as tarantino's masterpiece and draws from themes of self-reflexivity unconventional structure and excessive use of homage and pastiche what was the working title of Pulp Fiction? Was it A, Black Mask, B, True Romance 2, Blood for Romance, or C, Vincent and Jules Day Out? God, I hope it's not C. <laughs> I'm going to go with C. Uh, I'm going to go with... Just to spite Connor. Yeah. I'm going to go with B. What, was, what were the two? So A was Black Mask? Yeah. Black Mask? True Romance 2, Blood for Romance, yeah. or Vincent and Jules, Day Out. I'm going to go with B. 
All right, so that's Trevor is going with C, and Connor and Noel are going with B. The correct answer is A, Black Mask. Uh -huh. Really? Why? Huh. Yes. Uh, the game. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Question number three. Disney's 2012 John Carter is based on the Barsoom series of novels by Edgar Rice Burroughs and was intended to be a trilogy before becoming a massive box office flop. Burroughs is known as being a prolific writer and was the original author of what book that was eventually also turned into a Disney movie? Is it A, The Unlikely Journeys of Pirate Jack Sparrow, B, Journey to the Center of the Earth, or C, Tarzan of the Apes? C. I'm going to go Journey to the Center of the Earth. I'm going to agree with Connor. John Carter, that is the worst movie to fall asleep to and then wake up. Two and then, <laughs> I, I, I honestly thought you were just gonna stop it. That is the worst movie to fall asleep, and I didn't know what that I meant. I mean, that too. Of all the movies that fall asleep, that one—that's <laughs> yeah. the worst one. Yeah, I fell asleep, and he was in the Civil War, and I woke up, and there's there's like a rainbow person. I never saw that movie on Mars. Um, I it, watched it last week. It's good. It's a trip. I was gonna say it's. I, I wouldn't say it's good. It's a trip. C. <laughs> All right. So Noel's going C. Connor and Trevor are both going B. The correct answer is C, Tarzan of the Apes. Hey. Really? Edgar Rice Burroughs oh. also wrote Tarzan. He did right. write a book about going to the center of the earth, but it was not Journey to the Center of the Earth. Wasn't that uh, Jules Verne? Jules Verne, written in 1984. Yeah. All right. So fourth question, final question. Because 20,000 leagues wasn't far enough. Right. Just, just had to fit that joke in there. <laughs> Got to cram it in. All right. Question number four. Before Antonio Banderas took up the blade in 1998's The Mask of Zorro, the character had seen dozens of incarnations and adaptations. To date, there are over 200 Zorro books, movies, TV shows, radio plays, stage adaptations, video games, and other forms of media. Good God, why? Yeah, it all started, however, with Johnston McCulley's 1919 novel, The Curse of Capistrano. How many stories about Zorro did Johnston McCulley pen and publish? Is it A, 13, B, 40, or C, 62? B. I'm going to go with 13. All right, Connor's going A, 13. Trevor's going B, 30. Yeah. 40? B40? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm surprised there's not like a weird spin. I was assuming it was going to be like zero. What? How? What? And, no. and it was it was someone else and he just like <laughs> stole him or some, some shit like that. Not so I'm going to assume, what's the lowest number? 13. 13. I'm going to go that. Well, you're all wrong. It's 62. <laughs> Wow. I was closest. Wait, you <laughs> were. Uh, and Does that's Noel not how this game works. <laughs> Noel wins this game. Oh, Noel gets a point. Oh, yes. I am beating the guests again. Uh, <laughs> Noel, that also does mean that you didn't come in second. Sorry about that. Yeah. Well, 
That does end one streak, but it starts another. <laughs> <laughs> Noel's going to win every game for the rest of the season now. Oh, man, don't say that. You said that last season like six times, and it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have to pad my ass. <laughs> That's an expression, uh, right? No, it's not. No. <laughs> no, it is not. And we're not making it one either. Well, that has been... <laughs> Beam between the lines. <laughs> and this is... The Never Game! Yeah. Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to say. The games of Never. Really? My name is Trevor. I am the CEO of Stickerbox Studios and the producer here at The Never Games. My name is Tom O'Brien, and I'm the 10th dentist who hates Crest. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Connor Provost, and I am confused about the relationship between heels and cheese. More on that in a, in, in a few. <laughs> <laughs> and my name is Noel McGinnis. I am I'm the captain of the blue team. And hello, this is the Never Games. We have a doozy of an episode. Arun Narayanan, famously known for Arun Considers, a uh, critically acclaimed web series. He'll be on later. And I am, oh man, so am I giddy as all hell for that. Yeah. Uh, but before that, we're going to play a lot of games, tell a lot of jokes. Uh, yeah, but first, hello, hello everybody. Hey. What's going on, huh? So, Connor, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My brain is in a tizzy. A, a tizzy. It's, it's, it's squaffled. That's not a word. But I went to... So, uh, my buddy is a manager at a pizza place down the street from me. So earlier I went and I got some like late lunch there. I had a, 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 a nice Greek salad with grilled chicken. It was delicious. But as I was leaving, there was a table outside. And as I was passing by the table, there was this man who was very emphatically saying, dude, you're tell there's no way. There's no way you're putting on high heels to go buy some cheese. <laughs> Nothing else. That's it. Was this the, is this the same group that you, uh, you heard an old man say? I just sexted. No. You guys, you guys. <laughs> same restaurant, but no, not the same group. <laughs> what is that? I have so many questions. What does that mean? Like, there is, like, a boutique. There's a place called Cheese Teak, like, right down the road from me. So it's like a, like a fancy cheese shop. So, like, conceivably somebody who's like wearing heels code. would end up in a place called Cheese Teak. But why is he? He was so angry about it. <laughs> it was like well it, now I am too. It was like his partner was like <laughs> cheating on him, and her excuse for being dressed up was like, "I'm gonna go buy some cheese." And like, <laughs> what? So the only thing I can imagine is that the the high heels were for show. He wanted something more for sport. <laughs> um, he 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 wanted the cheese. I, I don't track this <laughs> sentence at all, Noel. I, I don't he, know where you're going at he, all. The amount of cheese that he wanted brought back was not something that you wear heels to go and get. Oh, okay. Oh, you need so, to get so, a yeah. good so, flat yeah. sole yeah. with good grip because you're going to be carrying a yeah. lot of cheese. So they're, they're heading yeah. out to go buy like an enormous amount of cheese. And, oh, yeah. And She's gonna this break person is stepping out in high heels. And he's like, <laughs> dude, no way. You can't like... You cannot carry that much cheese in those heels. Oh, yeah. No, that exactly that. Uh, you buy that aged Gouda, bursting with flavor crystals. Num, 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 num. <laughs> you got, and then next, next you got to do that 1,500-meter relay back to your place. You can't yeah. do that in heels. And that ultimately affects the rest of the run? relay team. Why do you have to run the with per this cheese? 
Are you also handing off the cheese oh, it's when a you get to your apartment so that someone else can run fifteen hundred meters? What is this cheese relay? <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a, it's, how a, do I get it's a relay in a race and <laughs> that guy was the coach and the high healer was just letting the whole team down. They're not gonna yeah. go to regionals. This is a sentence I never thought I was gonna say, but uh, yeah, if I was the coach of a of a track team that was running the cheese relay and one of my athletes showed up in high heels instead of cleats. Well, I'd yeah, be if it's a, if it's yeah. a set designed yeah. cheese relay they're thing, not, they're not going to be super that's assuming a lot here. Like this right. man, I, I gotta be honest <laughs> with you. This, this man looked yeah. almost exactly, he was a dead ringer for Hurley from lost. The man is not a track coach. <laughs> no, he's a coach. He doesn't do it himself. <laughs> You've seen Andy Reid. Come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, my other thought is this. The heels are too classy for the place that, that the cheese getter is going. I gotta say, Cheese Teak is a pretty classy place. <laughs> but you, you, don't know, you don't know that they're going to Cheese Teak. That's, that's fair. That is fair. It could be going to Cheese Barrel. Maybe, okay, how about this? So Hurley, <laughs> Hurley recently lost his job. Okay. And he's on the phone with Cheese Getter. Healed, healed cheese getter being like, no, there's no way you're going to cheese teak for our cheese. We can't afford that until I'm working again. So, you put on flats. You go to Stop and Shop. So I will say, pick up I, some slices of American. I will say that this was a group of guys, and Hurley was like, it was like Hurley, like this had already happened, and Hurley was like recounting the story. So it wasn't, oh. it was, he wasn't like on the phone or anything. He wasn't like yelling at somebody. He was like recounting the story, like this had happened to him. So he was like venting to his buddies. That that suggests that this was a big event in his life. Yeah. I mean, it's a big event in our lives. Now. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know what? Yeah. Before this gets any bigger, do we want to play a game? Yeah, we should probably play well, a game. Last thing I, I was going to say. We... <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, we're not done. We need a bonus episode just to figure this out. No, this is not about cheese. I had my own thing I <laughs> oh, wanted God, to talk about. Oh, God. We got another one. Tom, if it's not about Hurley and the cheese getter, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> We got a letter from a fan, and I want to... Oh, oh, that's way more important. What, what Wait, the fuck, something Tom? Why are you sitting on that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, I tried to interrupt you like six times, but you guys wouldn't yeah. shut up about fucking cheese. <laughs> this letter is from Chris K. from, I assume, Antarctica, because you didn't say where. He says... Uh, Hey, dude, I've been binging y'all's podcast, and it's great. I absolutely love it. Have you watched Doom Patrol? I think you'd be a big fan of it. With that in mind, Connor's catchphrase is really fucking creepy. (laughs) (laughs) There you heard it, straight from Antarctica. Yeah, Yeah, man. My sweet babies, damn LOL creepy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even... even... Why? I don't even want to be on that. I'm done. So that was uh, that was Chris K from I assume Antarctica. <laughs> we love hearing from our fans, especially when they're criticizing Connor. Thank you, Chris, <laughs> for sending in a note. I haven't even said it in like weeks. <laughs> well, he's binging. Yeah, he's, he's got to be several episodes back if he's binging. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was I hyped you up with this idea of a letter from a fan, knowing it was gonna <laughs> tear me down. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. I don't want fans anymore. 
Fuck bands. <laughs> Nobody listen to this podcast. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's an oh. amazing thing we want. But do you know what else we really want? Let's play a game. Yeah, games. yeah. I was just waiting for call and response. Yes. <laughs> How hot is it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's the it is worst w- episode ever. This. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Uh, I call this game The Cream and the Crap. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not... Uh, don't worry. It's fine. Um, it's a very simple game. Uh, very simple game to play. I give you a series of movies... And you have to figure out which one is the Rotten Tomatoes worst movie of the bunch and which is the best. Oh. And it is not oh, suggestive okay, okay. in any way. <laughs> <laughs> just shall we just get it going? I have uh, five of them. Sure. All, All right. Neat. Yes. I try to pick well-known movies. Sorry, Trevor. I'm probably still giving you a disadvantage. No, that's fine. The first game was all about movies also, and I've got zero points. Cool. So, all right, let's go. Uh, first series I'm doing, <laughs> or the first franchise I'm doing, is The Matrix. It's uh, four movies so far altogether: uh, Matrix, Matrix Reloaded, Matrix Revolutions, and the Animatrix. I forgot about the Animatrix. Animate, really yeah, good. I, I That's love a thing? it. It's, it's an animated the Matrix too. Yeah, it's an animated anthology of sort of what um, is an anthology starring <laughs> the Animaniacs. Yes. Damn it, you stole my joke. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, yeah, all you're trying to guess is um, the highest rated and the lowest rated, and I'll take whoever wants to go whenever they want to go. Highest rated is The Matrix. Okay. Lowest rated is... It's Reloaded and then Revolutions, right? Reloaded is the second one. Revolutions is the third one. Right. Highest rated is, is Matrix. Lowest rated is Reloaded. Did you know uh, Reloaded and Revelations or Revolutions came out within like five months of each other? Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, they pumped that shit out. I think those two were filmed at the same time, like the first two uh, Superman okay. movies. There right. is also a fifth Matrix coming out at the end of this year. It's oh. going to be weird. I'm, gonna, I'm also going to say that <laughs> Matrix 1 was the highest rated and Matrix okay. 3 was the lowest rated. I'm between those two, but I'm, I really feel like number two was like critically panned. So I know nothing about this. So I am going to go with the highest rated is the first one, and the lowest rated, I will say, is the third one. Sure. No, I changed my mind. Lowest rated is the second one. So the highest rated is still the first one? Yes. All right. So after the round of one, Tom is in the lead. With one, Connor has zero, Trevor has zero. The highest rated in the Matrix franchise uh, so far is the Animatrix. Really? At 89%. The Matrix, uh, the first Matrix, has an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, fuck you. (laughs) And (laughs) is exactly uh, what Tom said. uh, Matrix Revolutions was by far the worst at a whopping 35%. Huh. Um, just to finish it off, The Matrix Reloaded, the second one, had a 73% on Rotten Tomatoes. 73? Yeah. Dude, that movie was garbage. <laughs> it was a lot better than the third one. The second one, at least, you weren't expecting an ending to a trilogy that doesn't happen. And a face full <laughs> of floating monsters. 
And by monsters, I mean robots. But yes, going on <laughs> to round number two. Once again, Tom has one. Everyone else has zero. These are the Star Wars movies, not including, <laughs> not including the original three, not A New Hope, not An Empire, and not Return of the Jedi. So I'm doing uh, episode one through three, Star Wars Force Awakens, Rogue One, Last Jedi, Solo, and Rise of Skywalker. So you're including Rogue One and Solo. Yeah, I, I went for time rather than timeline, I guess. Okay. I'm going to say that the highest rated is episode three, because it's not a, it's not a good movie, but people on the internet are <laughs> fucking nuts about it. And I'm going to say <laughs> that the worst is Solo. Solo. Highest rated 100% is Force Awakens. It has to be. I refuse to accept any other reality. Okay. Worst I'm between Solo and episode two. I think I'm going to go episode two. Episode two as the lowest, you said? As the lowest, yeah. I would have said episode two until I heard that Solo was part of the list. I know. I, that's, I'm, I'm still on the fence about that, but I, I think it's episode two. Honestly, one of the reasons why I added those was some of these uh, franchises seemed a little too cut and dry, so I kind of want to just right. add in the twist. Rogue One was so good. Is that the Was Rogue One the first of the newest ones no the first like, of the newest one was force awakens rogue one exists between episode six and episode seven i'm gonna say rogue one gets the highest rating and solo gets the lowest rogue rogue one's between four and or three and four not six and seven. Oh, you're right Wait, yeah, hold yeah, on. Yeah, i completely yeah, right. spaced um go ahead again sorry trevor uh i'm gonna say rogue one no wait i'm gonna agree with connor on which one is the highest uh, the Force Awakens. So episode seven. Yes. Okay. And then I'm gonna say that Solo. So Trevor, the lowest. Solo is. So you're the you're just so mixing you're ours. With, yeah. You're just yeah. mixing our our Trevor. guesses. <laughs> gonna do it every time because I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> Trevor and I went to see Force Awakens in 3D in theaters together, and then on the drive home. He was like, man, that was a hell of a movie to see with a pop brownie in your stomach. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) I was in the Star Wars, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. What a great thing to say. And that being said, it is all tied up now at one apiece. The highest rated newer Star Wars is, is The Force Awakens at 93%. It's the number four highest earning movie of all time. And the lowest one is, I'm pretty sure, the most recent one, The Rise of Skywalker. Really? It's below at, the prequel trilogy. At uh, 51%. So um, for the prequels, episode one got 52%. Uh, <laughs> episode two got 65% because they explain a lot of the intricacies of uh, transitioning governments. I've heard people like that one. Yeah, you have to have it. No! Uh, in epi- it's and, the by far the worst Star Wars movie ever made. It all talks about it talks about government issues and all that. It's it's it feels like that, it's very important. That movie feels like that scroll at the top. They were like, <laughs> yeah, "This is all that. we really need for this movie, but we should yeah. probably add some people in." There is nothing redeemable about Episode Two. There's nothing good that happens in Episode Two. There's it's good just shit. a two and a half hour long contract reading. There is it's good all structure. Shit. There is good shit in Episode One and Episode Three, but there is nothing good that happens in it's Episode like Two. It's like you're reading the best history book of all time. 
did you know that in the middle of episode two, they actually just cut to like the House of Lords for about twenty minutes? The, the, the actual Lords? British Parliament. <laughs> Shut <Jesus>. up, Trevor. <laughs> Nobody knew. Nobody knew that. It so, I'll come hey, did out. you guys know that there are some ET, the extraterrestrials? And to wrap it up, Star Wars Episode Three got eighty percent. This makes me so angry. All right, moving on. Uh, tied up at one apiece. The next group of six movies is the franchise of The Lord of the Rings. I knew it. Uh, so we are talking about Fellowship, Two Towers, Return of the Kings, and The Three Hobbitses, Unexpected Journey, Desolation of Smog, and Battle of the Five Armies. I'm going to say that best is Return of the King, worst is Battle of Five Armies. Okay. That is also what I was thinking. I but I'm between, I'm between Battle of Five Armies and Two Towers because Two Towers was like easily shit on the most of the original trilogy. It's hard to do a middle movie. It, yeah, I guess. I would argue that in the Hobbit trilogy, like Desolation of Smog is possibly the best one of the three. I mean, that's not a very high bar. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Best is definitely Return of the King. I'm going to lock that one in. Is that the third one of the first three? Yes. Yes. Okay. Won 11 Oscars. I'm also going to say that is the top one. <laughs> God, dude, you really got to watch like a movie. Just like any movie. Just, <laughs> yeah. just like a movie. I, I was listening to the episode that came out this week earlier today. And at one point, I was like, I just realized there's only three hosts on this show in a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Connor, what is, what is your last place one? Quickly? Yeah, um, <laughs> Trevor and Connor, I still need Lowe's uh, from both of y'all. I'll just go, I'll go with whatever the second of the second three is. <laughs> Desolation of Smaug, I think. Yes. Yeah. That's too bad, yeah. dude. That was a good movie. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes plays a dragon. He does. I, yeah, yeah. Wait, Robert Downey Jr. plays a dragon? <laughs> That's right, he also played Sherlock Holmes. A lot of people played Sherlock Holmes. It was actually Basil <laughs> Rathbone. What? It That's was not a real Bumbersnatch Camber Patch. <laughs> There's no... Oh, bum, Bumble Bumble. Bumble Doink Crimble. <laughs> and the crimes of Grimble. Grimble. <laughs> Okay. All no. Right. The I grimes so of Brimble Grime. <laughs> <laughs> someone, I need someone's answer. I don't know who's anymore. <laughs> Where? Uh, I'll I'll go worst is two towers. Worst is two towers. Connor low. All right. Talk amongst yourself as I add it up. Bumble crump cram, crumpet snatch and the crimes. <laughs> and, and the and the and the crimes of Grumble Grump. Crimes of Grumble. Bumblebee Cabbage Patch. <laughs> Bramby Doink Crimble Stink. <laughs> His name is my favorite. <laughs> I remember seeing people tweeting stuff like that before I knew that was an actor. It's just like, why are people doing this? <laughs> Butterball Cribbage Board. <laughs> this legitimately is the worst episode ever. <laughs> after, after a total of three rounds, Tom is in the lead uh, with two. Everyone else has one. 
the lowest rated movie in the Lord of the Rings franchise. Tom, you got that correct? It was Five Armies, wasn't it? It was yeah. the Hobbit's Battle of the Five Armies at 59%. Fuck. Uh, that high, wow. No one got the high one right. Connor, you mentioned it. It was Two Towers at 95%. Two Towers is the highest? Yeah. Wow. People hated that movie. Wait, is this audience or critics? Um, Whatever the tomato meter means. I think that means critics. I think that's critics. critics. Yeah. Really? Yeah, sorry, huh. bud. You gotta, you gotta watch more... Um, yeah, so you're watch more movies, Connor. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> my fucking trail name is Frodo. Fuck you. <laughs> One of my favorite all-time Lord of the Rings facts is that Legolas, the elf, says, you can have my bow, and that's the only thing he ever says to Frodo in the entire franchise. <laughs> and I think that's the, the fucking most yeah, he savage just, he thing never, ever. He never speaks to him. <laughs> he never speaks. He, he has a lot of speaking lines, but just never to fucking Frodo. Yeah. All right, moving right along. He talks to, to Merry uh, and Pippin more than he talks to Frodo. <laughs> yeah. He spends a lot more time with Merry and Pippin than he spends yeah. with Frodo. Frodo spends three straight movies with nobody but Samwise. How do you know that, Trevor? You've never seen a movie. Because he was in Stranger Things. Jeez. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm so upset. <laughs> I have to cut that out or my girlfriend will get mad at me. Oh, fuck. Okay. He's <laughs> a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Sorry, Fee. <laughs> Round number four. <laughs> we are going with the Jurassics. Ooh. Oh boy. <laughs> so uh, we have Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park Lost World, Jurassic Park 3, Jurassic World, and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Whenever you're ready. Best is the first one. Best is Jurassic Park. All right. Worst is Jurassic Park 3. It's either that or Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. I'm going to say worst is Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> I'm gonna say best. Best is two. Really? Best is two. Okay. And worst is Fallen Kingdom. I'm gonna say Jurassic World is the best. That is that actually just because audiences are stupid and it's new. Oh no! Well, these these are the critics. The critics disagree strongly with Connor, so I'm done going with Connor's <laughs> guesses. We have another tie. Tom and Connor are tied going into the final round with three apiece. Trevor has two. So Connor was right. He swept the board. Jurassic Park, the first, got a 91%. And, uh, oh, no, fuck. I'm sorry. <gasps> Tom was winning by one. Connor only got one of those. What? <laughs> Ju uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom got 47%. That is the lowest. Jurassic Park 3 got a 49%. Sorry, that was my... <laughs> calculation mistake there. <laughs> Connor's gone. <laughs> we are dissolving Connor into a thin paste. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, he's not gonna make it through the episode. So Jurassic Park number one got a ninety-one percent. Uh, the Lost World got a fifty-three. JP three got a forty-nine. Jurassic World got a seventy, and Fallen Kingdom got a forty-seven, and deservedly so. I just rewatched that like yesterday. It is just straight garbage. It's garbage. <laughs> it's so is Jurassic Park three. But it had That's Jeff Goldblum, I'm pretty sure. Or the other one. Fallen Kingdom had Jeff Goldblum. Jurassic still... Park 3 did not have Jeff Goldblum. Was that two? Yeah. He was, okay. He was... Oh, no. Jurassic Park 3 had William H. Macy from out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. 
Moving on to the final uh, final round. It is still anybody's game. Tom with three and Connor and Trevor with two apiece. And I will give you Hang a on. brief synopsis of these just for my own edification because I have not seen these myself. This is the five Transformers movies. Oh, my Christ. Oh, God. <laughs> They're all so, so bad. Oh, man. And I'm going to give you a quick rundown. Transformers, <laughs> Transformers Revenge of the Fallen, Transformers The Dark of the Moon are all starring Shia LaBeouf and his ragtag team of misfits of Josh Dumel, John Turturro, and Megan Fox as they kill a bunch of giant robots from space. Transformers Age of Extinction stars Mark Wahlberg and Stanley Tucci as they kill giant robot dinosaurs from space. Transformers The Last Night stars Mark Wahlberg and Anthony Hopkins as they share a wonderfully romantic evening the day before the end of the world. And Bumblebee is starring Haley Steinfeld and John Cena as they kill giant bumblebees from space. <laughs> All right, whenever you guys are ready. Oh, Transformers 1 is the best. Bumblebee is the worst. I'm going to go Transformers 2 is the best. Bumblebee is the worst. Actually, no, I'm going to do uh, Last Nights. Is that the fifth one? That's the fourth one. Bumblebee is the fifth one. So it's Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen, Dark of the Moon is the third one, uh, then Age of Extinction, then The Last Night, then Bo Bumblebee. Oh, so so yeah, I'm going to go Last okay. Night is the worst. What was your uh, best one again? Sorry, Tom. What was the second? You said two. Uh, yeah. So that's um, Revenge of the Fallen. Revenge, Revenge of the, of the Fallen. Fallen, yeah. Right. No, actually, I'm going to go I'm going to go Transformers 1. Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say Transformers 2 was the best. And then whatever the first one with Mark Wahlberg won, that, that was the worst. Age of Extinction? So, Age of Extinction. Sure. God, all of these movies um, are fucking garbage. Yeah, no, they're, they're bad. Um, they're all locked in. Let me just here we go. Here we go. Up. I want to win this. You're probably not going to Trevor. I've seen. <laughs> yeah. I've seen about five percent of the movies that have been mentioned in this game, which is like half a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually only a quarter of one of the Lord of the Rings. So, <laughs> you've seen posters. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I watched Stranger Things. Samwise was in that. <laughs> He's in uh, a season of Supergirl, too. <laughs> Sean Astin did not find the treasure of One-Eyed Willie to be referred to as that dude from Stranger <laughs> Things. And the dude from Supergirl. All right. Final tallies. Really hope I didn't mess this one up. <laughs> like the Oscars a few years ago. Congratulations to Tom. Fuck you. You gained another point. <laughs> Everyone else kind of stayed stagnant. So Tom has four. Connor and Trevor has, have two apiece. Um, Damn. Wait, so none yes. of us got the, the best rated. No, you didn't. Hmm. Um, so the lowest one Tom got right was uh, Transformers The Last Night, the wonderful romantic uh, evening scene with Mark Wahlberg and Anthony Hopkins the day before the Earth uh, is destroyed. What the fuck? And that was at 15%. And the best one, which honestly kind of fucking blew my socks off, was Bumblebee. Really? At 90%. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I. It almost makes me want to watch Haley Steinfeld and John Cena blow up giant bumblebees from outer space. 
Um, but just to go down the list real quick, Transformers 1 got 20. Transformers Revenge of the Fallen got an, uh, another 20. Wow. That doesn't oh. seem right. Nope, that's wrong. Sorry. Transformers got a 58. Didn't really matter anyway. <laughs> Dark of the Moon, the third one, got 35. Age of Extinction got 17. The Last Night got 15. Michael Bay got fired. Who the fuck uh, keeps giving Michael Bay money? <laughs> he's like this guy. This guy. He Maybe knows what he's he'll doing. get it the next time. Well, Maybe see, that's the he'll thing is, get it the next time. When people walk out of a theater and they say, that movie was terrible. Why did I pay for it? The key is they paid for it. <laughs> that's true, but why? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and that has been my game, The Cream and the Crap. A very non-suggestive and entertaining game. <laughs> that was good. I like that. Yeah, that yeah. was that was, was yeah, game. that was cool. All right, should we jump into a break? Well, yeah, yeah break sounds we should. Great. Cool. And when we get back, we have special guest Arun Narayanan, the creator of Arun Considers, which was nominated for Best Indie Series by the YouTube Streamy Awards. It was the winner of the audience choice for Best Web Series at the South Asian Film Festival of America. It was the winner of the Best Indie Series at LA Indie Film Fest and a finalist in the Diverse as Fuck category at Brooklyn Web Fest, along with lots of other awards. You don't want to miss the second half of today's episode. So don't you change that channel. Today's episode of The Never Games is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at podgo.co. And be sure to add our podcast, The Never Games, in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. All right, everybody. Uh, it is time to reveal the secret theme between the lines of last week's theme between the lines. Guys, what, 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 what do you think it is? Do you guys know? I'm going to say burritos. burritos. Batman. No, it was burrito. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you lost a couple oh weeks there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, where have I been? That was a month ago, Noel. <laughs> it was. Uh, yes, but it was, in yeah. fact, burritos. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Shout out to a Gary, who did not provide his last name in his email to us. But he, he got that one right, and I, I was pretty impressed by that, because I, I, I thought, I thought my, my questions were kind of obscure. Way go, Gary. Anyway, <laughs> this week we also had a theme between the lines, as we do every other week. If you think you know the theme, shout us out on social media, the underscore never underscore games. Uh, you can give us a phone call at 406-426-3724, or send us an email at hello at the nevergames.com. Yeah. Yes, that works. <laughs> it's really it, it's it's smart of you to cover our bases for beyond the universe. Yeah, it, so that's it actually, does sound like legitimate until you get to throughout the universe <laughs> and beyond. So that's a that's a thing that uh, like any yeah. record 
company puts into everything because when the internet first came out, it was not written into contracts that it could be like that it couldn't be shared huh. everywhere. So all of a sudden, like the rights to all this stuff online was just free because it wasn't written into the contract that you couldn't do it like not as a CD. Yeah, I know that in comics they do a similar thing. Like, we have the permission to uh, print this in any existing technologies or any technologies that are currently being developed or may be developed at some point in the the future. (laughs) Just covering their hypothetical bases. Everything, yeah. yeah. I just love how we're we're assuming there is, like, multiple universes <laughs> but we own all of the yeah, material no right what. when we find the antimatter universe we still own this content yeah <laughs> yeah i mean yeah bizarro so never B- bizarro never games <laughs> does not own any of that we automatically have to have to vacuum up all of their material <laughs> bizarro never games <laughs> yeah. what what uh, games do they play in bizarro never games land uh, they don't. They just shout at each other. <laughs> <laughs> Same and show. They actually okay. play games never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just four people talking over each other, so it's really not that different. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just silence. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. We have a guest on the show. We have Mr. Arun Narayanan. The creator of Arun Considers. Uh, oh, man. Uh, I forget exactly which episode it was on, but it was on the Multimedia Minute a few weeks ago. And he's agreed to come and hang out with us for a little bit. Arun, how are you? I'm good. Hey, guys. Thanks hello, for having me. Hello. Oh, yes. Thanks for coming. Thanks for being Absolute here, man. honor. Oh, it's yes. This is great. <laughs> I'm sure that you, uh, because cause I know for a fact that you listened to our review, we all fucking love your show <laughs> yeah. yeah right uh, and uh I'm, i gotta say like it's so validating to hear like people who a i don't know at all uh like <laughs> talk about the show but also that just the fact that you guys really seem to get it was like fantastic like everything you said i was like oh yeah that's exactly what i was going for that's exactly what i was going for it's just like it was just so just it was such a pleasure to listen so i have to thank for, you guys yeah seriously. oh yeah of course that's great to hear. Um, yeah. for those of uh, our listeners that have not uh, listen to that specific episode. Could you just give us like a quick elevator pitch? Yeah, sure. I'm actually like terrible at elevator pitching this because <laughs> it, it's like you can do it on the stairs wherever you want. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Um, oh, Tom. God damn it. I'll try an escalator. Um, let's see. Uh, it was uh, basically. So I'm a an aspiring screenwriter. I was when I was coming up with the idea for this. Basically. I was thinking, okay, I've written all these screenplays, scripts that I'm trying to sell and like trying to get people to read them. Nobody wants to read anything of mine. So maybe it's easier to put my voice out there as a writer if it's in like the form of like a small video that somebody can just click on and watch. So I thought, okay, what's a format that I could come up with that would allow me to showcase my writing? And so essentially came out of this like very practical like concept to try to like develop my career in some way. Yeah. So basically, I was like, okay, I need to design something that I can control as much of it as possible. So I got to be like the only person in it. I got to like, you know, write it, be able to shoot it, and maybe have one person like additional to me. Cause I just like the more elaborate it would get, it could get, like the, the more difficult it would be to like say that I can keep doing it, especially because mm. it's not going to make me any money and, you know, I'm going to be doing it in between other things and whatever. Right. So this is basically just the simplest thing I could come up with, which was <laughs> shots of me walking around Los Angeles with a voiceover running through my head. And the voiceover is like my inner monologue as I 
pontificate about various things. And typically it's a subject that I think of um, as kind of maybe silly on the surface, but or, or provocative or something on the surface, but usually gets at some sort of darker, more philosophical truths sometimes, and ideally in a funny way. I mean, I'm trying to be uh, somewhat yeah. funny. It's not, it's, not a, it's not a joke punchline kind of comedy web series, but it is a uh, comedic exploration of my thoughts. Yeah, I mean, yeah. after we, uh, we did this episode, I was kind of, you know, describing everyone. It's like this little wonderful fortune cookie that tries to <laughs> teach you a lesson and help you to be a better person while also peppering in like a very healthy amount of humor along with it. I yeah. love that. I love it. See, see, other people are better at talking about my show than I am, honestly. I think that's the case for every creative professional. Yeah, yeah. Like anything they've ever made. Yeah. yeah. I don't fucking know what it's about. Just, just watch it. Yeah, yeah. Well, honestly, like, and especially with this thing, I was like, dude, it's a minute and a half. I do I have to really explain. Whenever anybody like tell me about your show, I'm like, can I just show it to you? It's like a minute long. Yeah. Just watch the, it's just a lot watch easier the if I just if you just watch it. <laughs> That's you, need cool to, you need to make like one of those little flip books and have like business cards and just like flip through it and then just hand them a card. Oh, you know, then... <laughs> I actually do have these business cards that have like my face on it and they are very useful. I have found like because I, I, the web series is done well, mostly in like like festivals and things like that. So when mm -hmm. I would go to like these festivals and I would just pass out these cards, people would remember me because like I had my face on the card and like, you know, <laughs> I'm doing this like, you know, kind of thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess this is an audio podcast, but otherwise I would show you that card as well. Well, but yeah, so I hear you. That's a, it's real cool that that like the idea came out as being almost like a video resume kind of, kind yeah. of for your writing. Is that like a, a thing? I'm not, I don't know anything about that world. Is that like a thing that people do? I know that like there's acting tapes. But... Yeah, I guess like I was thinking of it in those terms. I wouldn't say it's a thing that everybody does or anything. I, I would say, you know, so I went to USC for film school and then after I graduated, you know, I had this like skills of like film production and stuff, but it's not like anyone is going to give me a job to direct something. So it's like, they just kind of felt like it made sense to like make a thing, you know, that just right. showcases my, my voice. But it, it depends on like, you know, what your goals are, I guess. Um, I mean, I was looking at like what the sort of successful web series that were out there and like, you know, the big ones, like, I guess, which you guys mentioned, High Maintenance. I know you guys are all uh, oh, a few yeah. of your oh, fans yeah. of it. And that and Insecure were probably the two kind of go-to examples for me of, like, right. shows that started off as web series and then became, like, HBO shows. So there's also this possibility of, like, okay, I want to design something that theoretically feels like it could be a bigger thing that could exist as a TV show as well. Mm. I don't know. Just It felt like it checked a lot of those kinds of boxes when I landed on this format that I liked. But... Yeah, I, I'd like to believe it's a pretty unique thing, but maybe maybe more people are going to do this sort of thing now if, if they see, see what I've done. Yeah, I, I mean, it definitely <laughs> is unique. And I, what's cool to me is that it is very clear how much care you put into like actually writing it. But at the same time, it comes off very much as like, this is actually just like what's going through this dude's head at this moment, you know, like right. it feels very not conversational, but whatever right. the solo version of that is. Yeah, like the, the mind jumping around is like it feels very natural as you're walking through it and uh, but it still does it in a way that like you know jokes and punchlines hit you without you expecting it i i appreciate that a lot i mean in fact i think one of you said it when you guys were talking about the show in your multimedia minute you said something like oh he probably writes like a lot of pages and then like trims it down to like one page that's exactly what i do so like any of these yeah. topics like basically i'll just end up writing a lot of random stuff you know and, and some of it is sort of uh actually stream of consciousness and some of it's overthought and overthought and then i come back to it and write it again or whatever and then i end up yeah. trimming it down to like okay the what i think of as the sort of 
most interesting or somewhat funny minute and a half of things yeah, I want to tell the world. Sure. It comes off to me a lot like stand up. Um, because yeah. that's like that's the process of writing stand up is you want to you want to take out anything that's not getting to the point. Totally. And, and it does a lot of that. Um, have you ever done any stand up at all? I made an attempt at it briefly. I mean, I, I did a couple like open mics years ago. Yeah. Um, I it's funny, like, you know, most of the time when I hear people talk about like trying stand up, usually I go, oh, I bombed right away. And like, uh, and then I, but then I stuck with it and I became like, you know, great at it or whatever. I, I thought I did pretty well the first time. And then I was like, I don't really like this that much. I, I honestly, oh, I, yeah. kind of, I kind of thought like, <laughs> okay, so this is what I like, this is what stand up comics do. Like, like every night, like they have to go and like hang out with all these other like d- depressed drunk idiots. And like, <laughs> first of all, like, it's, welcome to our podcast, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not, not that I hate all of those guys, but, but, but it is like the same group of people. Like one thing I realized right away when I went to like a few of them was like, there's this collection of you know, wannabe standups in LA or in any city, wherever you are, probably that you're just going to have to go and do open mics to them with them, like a bunch of nights in a row. And I was just like, this does not feel like the way to improve my, you know, writing anyway. And it's, and and at the end of the day, like that's more of what I was interested in. Um, And so what I do also do is a lot of editing, video editing. And so that I think in a similar way taught me how to like, trim down sort of the to the essentials you know yeah. so i think like that ended up being more of the the practice for me than the stand-up to to get to that kind of yeah yeah vibe yeah. yeah so it's just more of a focus on the actual writing as opposed to like the performance aspect of it or anything like that yeah yeah so. i mean i i only see myself as a performer as much as like larry david is a performer you know like i, I I'd, I'd love right. to have a curb your enthusiasm but i'm really more interested in having a seinfeld you know so fair i think uh, yeah. everyone is Uh, (laughs) I'm curious, you know, you've said that part of the reason that you did your show this way is because it's all you, like you don't have to rely on anyone else, but then you did this diversity episode, which is a big, uh, change in trajectory from a lot of like pretty much everything else. I'm curious, like, how did that making that episode change your process? Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for asking. Yeah, so the so the first nine episodes, which are all like you know a minute and a half long or whatever. Yeah, those that's sort of the initial like format of it's all voiceover. I mean, I, I was like literally I don't even want to hire a sound guy. I'm just going to do it all voiceover so I can do it all in post. You know, mm-hmm. but then as those started to get kind of like popular and especially in like so with the second volume, I I was releasing them in volumes of three. So the the second set of three. Mm-hmm. This guy, Jordan Letty, directed, uh, he's a fr- friend of mine from USC. He ended up directing about half of the episodes, but uh, the first one he did was uh, Room Kissers Evolution. And that sort of kind of kicked off our partnership as like a writing partnership and producing partnership. And it was kind of with him that we talked about expanding the show and in, in, in what could that look like. And there was a long time before we made the diversity episode where we played around with a lot of other possibilities for like a more expanded version of a Room Kissers, like... There's stuff that I haven't released online, maybe I will at some point, but there's like this kind of episode we did that I call Arun Considers Talking, which it was like a talk show, essentially, where I sat down with a bunch of comedian friends around here, and we just chatted about some of the ideas that were were interesting to me that like were somewhat in the episodes from that I'd already released and some kind of branching off from there. Um, and then I was thinking kind of intercut that with like sketches and things like that. As we were doing that, it ended up feeling like that's not really like the format that I'm most interested in anyway. So like 
finally we landed on this thing of like, oh, it would be cool if, if we were not just listening to my thoughts. You know, what's interesting is like, this is a very like narrow perspective that I have. And that's part of what makes it interesting, I think. But yeah. like, it would be fun to, you know, contrast that with other people thinking about the same thing. So like, oh, okay, what if an expanded version of this is we do a different subject every week, but like we hear a bunch of perspectives on it. And so we thought, okay, what's a good prototype concept would be diversity, which I always wanted to kind of talk more about and how much I mm-hmm. kind of, yeah. As I said in the in the episode, like how much I hate the term diversity, and I don't think I think it's lost all meaning. And I had plenty of things to say about it from my perspective, but then I also thought, well, you know, I'm just one person, and diversity per- specifically is something that a lot of people have different yeah. thoughts about. So that episode ended up being this like prototype or like a proof of concept. And at the same time, we were writing a half hour comedy version of the show, um, which would be like for like a TV network. And so the idea was we would try to pitch like the script along with this episode. And so we did that a little bit. We still have the script. My agent has been sending it around occasionally. I don't know. But it, I don't know if it's going to go anywhere. Yeah. But, but it, hey, man, you have an agent. That's amazing. Exactly. <laughs> agent, that's, yeah. I would love to say that. Like, oh, yeah, my agent. I, go I, find something. No, it's true. I do like to say it. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it makes my inner inner 12-year-old feel proud. At least. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's what kind of was the impetus behind it. And then especially as we were finding that like okay it's not gonna be as simple as simply like pitching this and selling it or whatever i was like okay well let's release it as a you know part of a volume a new volume and so then we made the other two episodes or because his name and or because there's nothing which were kind of just um to go along with the diversity episode sure so yeah from there i mean you know i have a lot of ideas for future episodes but i wouldn't say that the diversity episode is necessarily like the new format or anything mm-hmm. um it's, yeah. it's a format that right. i like but yeah I know that the uh, the core has, you know, hit Hollywood and other, you know, entertainment producers pretty hard. But I do have to ask, is there going to be a volume five anywhere in the near future? I, I hope so. Yeah. I, so right now. So the way I mean, the way I've always kind of done these, as as you guys very accurately suggested, is that like. I kind of do them when I have time, like after I feel like I've thought about it enough, you know, because yeah. like. I have a full-time job and, you know, I've got a lot of other things that I'm working on. And so it's, it's never really like the top priority, but oh, rip. Yeah. I, at the same time, I'm always kind of like writing a little bits and pieces. So at this point, I do feel like I have enough kind of stuff on a few different subjects that I do want to make episodes. And it's just now a question of like, when am I going to actually have time to do that? I think I will this year. So expect another episode set of three episodes, I guess, but I don't know exactly awesome. when. Awesome. That's fair. Yeah. Can I ask uh, just for off the air? What do you What do you do for work? Uh, I work at Netflix, and I'm happy sure. to talk. Yeah, I'm happy to talk about stuff there because I, I I I've been on a couple podcasts actually talking about that job because I think it is yeah. kind of interesting. I work in metadata research and development, which is, sounds fancier and techier than it actually is. Basically, <laughs> I analyze content like TV shows and movies, and with this team, we try to figure out better ways to categorize it um, on the back end for Netflix so that they can improve their recommendation algorithms and things like that. I was about to say, oh. you're, you're the algorithm guy. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah. Yeah. You're the reason that it keeps saying that I should watch these Netflix originals. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, you're, that fu- you're that fucker that made me watch Adam Sandler's The Cobbler because it just wouldn't go away. <laughs> that one, yes. I would say probably. Yeah. 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 That, that was your special assignment. Yeah. 
just like just get these get this in front of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, well, it, it's funny. Those two c- scenarios you guys just mentioned are are pretty different actually. Because like, so the Netflix originals thing versus the cobbler thing. The thing is with any of this work that I do. It's always is secondary to like marketing, you know? So at the end of the day, like we can do all this work to determine what would make sense to put in front of people based on the tastes and things like that. But the more important thing is what does Netflix want to push, right? So, right. You know, yeah, sure. So it's always a balance between those things. Cool. Yeah. I had one question that I wanted to ask you about Arun Considers. A lot of the topics are like, fairly serious like you talk about heroin diversities like a a big semi-touchy topic were there ever things that you wanted to put into it that you after you started writing about it you felt like you didn't have like a a well enough formed opinion on it or if it like just didn't fit like i guess the the type of show yeah for sure I, i would say like i very often have these i don't know rambling essays or whatever that i've written that are just like too serious at the end of the day. They're like, they're, yeah. they're, you know, about topics that are like bothering me or something, but like not everything is that obviously funny or, or, right. you know, I, I'm not trying to do like a, you know, political topical thing really. Right. Um, so it's this tricky balance of, you know, I want to talk about diversity because I have a lot of opinions about it and it happens to be like a very popular topic. But I wanted to I want to speak about it in an evergreen way, you know, and I, and yeah. I want to speak about it in a way that's very specific to me. And so, yeah, so those things don't always like I, I'm not yeah. all, I don't always land on those those two two elements, but I never kind of give up hope necessarily. Like I've got all these notes on things and maybe eventually, I'll right. you know, come back to one of them and, you know, you'll turn. Yeah. What, what about the uh, the other side of that question? Was there ever anything that was too silly? And you were just like, I, I can't, I can't put my face and like my name on that publicly. Like, yeah. It just doesn't More match the I brand. Was, what I was kind of interested in is like, <laughs> what are the dumb ideas that you're just like, nope, can't do it. Oh yeah. I, I mean, mean, it's basically anything that we think of. Last week yeah. we were talking about yeah. craft pudding. I don't think you can talk about craft yeah. pudding. Right, right. Yeah. I, I would say, yeah, the majority of the ideas are too dumb. So uh, it's, it's, uh, I, I'm trying to think of an example. I don't know. I feel like there's been a lot of ones about like weed or something that like I'm like I don't know if I should do an episode about that. It's like yeah, that's been that's been done. I, I really I think there's not enough content about weed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a very niche topic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, shall we? Uh, you guys want to play a game? Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's move on to a let's move on to a game. We're gonna do stop the expert. And Arun is our guest expert. He thinks he's an expert in Pixar films. Uh, do I? I mean, I... I <laughs> <laughs> he's walking it back already. All right. This is a real struggle for me to pick a topic because I don't consider myself an expert in anything, first of all. And like, and that's because, A, I don't really want to be. I, I, I'm much more interested in like having a little bit of knowledge in a lot of things than having a lot of knowledge yeah. in one thing. And, right, and B, right. like, I have a terrible memory. Like, I watch stuff <laughs> and I forget everything. 
it so happens yeah. though that my girlfriend and I do these like series where we will we'll watch you know all the Charlie Kaufman movies in a row or something like that and so we just we recently did all the Pixar movies including all the short films um, and so I figured okay if there's anything that maybe I'll remember well enough it's that <laughs> so I'm gonna Fair. do my best um, and I also I also do love Pixar so you know I feel like that's basically what all of our methodology is it's like yeah. what did we watch in a pretty hefty volume right like last week yeah right and then we still get all of them wrong. <laughs> right and, uh, yeah i did my favorite album and i got a question wrong about one of my favorite songs on my favorite album <laughs> i just spent the rest of the episode swearing silently to myself and... it wasn't silent <laughs> oh that was that loud oh. <laughs> it got cut out in post because trevor yeah. does all the editing but no it's, uh, it's like it's it's like the spectrum of visible light there is a lot more ultraviolet and infrared swearing in the background that we just could not yeah. you know detect yeah so dogs could hear you swearing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't listen to episode six near your pets. <laughs> well, that'll probably happen to me this time too, because I will. I would say that like both Wally and Inside Out are two of my all-time favorite movies, and I still probably will forget a lot of things about them. So. Okay, all right. That's, those are those are really good picks. Also, uh, Wally is is one of my favorites of, the, good, of the Pixar good, canon. Good all right, I guess I'll start. That sounds good. Yeah, go for it. All right, this one's about The Incredibles. Cool. In The Incredibles, Edna tells Bob that she won't give him or anyone else a suit with a cape on it ever again. The reason is because a former hero wearing a cape was pulled into a jet engine by the cape. This is some behind-the-scenes stuff, but according to the bonus content on The Incredibles DVD, that hero died in the accident and was a high schooler. Whoa! (laughs) Yes. The, her own, the only weakness that is listed is high schooler. <laughs> yeah. uh, on, on the, like, superhero data sheet. Um, what was that superhero's name? Great question. Great question. Uh, I can see your confidence diminish by the second here. It happens to all of us. Don't worry. <laughs> it's, it's really an initiation. The way that Tom asks questions is so mean. It's just like, there's this movie. You know everything about it. Right. There's this one scene. There's this one word in that one scene that leads me to the director's commentary (laughs) (laughs) on the director's commentary. He talks about his daughter. His daughter goes to school. (laughs) I mean, I love the question. I really do. Because I do remember this conversation in the movie and man, but I I have no idea what the superhero's name would be. Um, All right. What's a superhero who could be in high school who has a cape or something? Uh, Super AP student. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> his superpower is his uh, gpa yeah uh, uh, yeah i don't know I'm, i i don't know I give up. <laughs> yeah uh it's stratogal stratogal has the power Stratogal's power to fly and speak to birds in Ooh. five different dialects I, I, <laughs> not, not blanket <laughs> she can't speak to to Spanish birds. Just... <laughs> oh, they're dialects of, of human language. Uh, so it's a dialect of like jay birds. I, I, and I thought it was going to be like, you know, du- duck, know. duckish. And duck, then, you duck. know, yeah. Also, wait, di- different dialects, not different languages? Languages and dialects so, like... are specified. It's like 10 <laughs> languages, five dialects. So it's like five parrot dialects? Or like, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> It's really vague. It's shockingly vague. Yeah. She can speak to different types of sparrow, and that's it. <laughs> right. it's like, sorry, I only understand that phrase in migratory. <laughs> I don't really get what, what you're saying. 
It's very yeah. regionalized. Very regionalized. So yes. I, I have a I have a uh, an initial question before I get to my question. Um, if I say the name John Ratzenberger, what does that mean to you? Well, he is the guy who's in like every single Pixar movie except okay. for. Is that the question? We'll go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that was the question. What's, what's your question, Connor? <laughs> question was. Uh, <laughs> Why don't you just go ahead and say what you were going to say? Sure. Well, because I, 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 I do find it pretty interesting. I don't know. So, like, the movie Soul, the new one, um, he is, like, not really in it. I mean, his, like, voice yeah. isn't in it. He's, like, it, they call it, like, a visual cameo, which to me is, like, total bullshit. I mean, like, right. it's, like it's, it's, it's an animated movie. That's not a cameo. But, like, but, but, it's a, but there, there's a visual there's representation. There's a plot that looks like John Ratzenberg. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm I am actually going to give you the point because the question was going to be what was John Ratzenberger's role in Soul. Cool. So I mean, you not only nailed the fact that he doesn't say anything, but that they inserted him in as a visual Easter egg. <laughs> oh my god! So, I've well never think we ever had somebody answer a question before it was asked. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well done. Well done. Sweet. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I don't remember what specifically he looked like or anything, or which scene he was in. I just remember that. Uh, he was just like he was on the he was on the street when the main character was chasing the cat. Oh, that's right, that's right. That's right. Okay, yeah. He says like yeah. some. No, no, he doesn't say a line, of course. Right. He doesn't say anything. He's just there. Right. Yeah. Right. Looking like Cliff Clavin. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. I uh I got a, I got a question for you. I'm going to ask you one about the movie Wally, which you said was one of your favorites. I did. But do you know what Wally stands for? It is an acronym. Ah, uh, this I should know this. Uh, okay, waste allocation. Yeah. Hmm. Waste allocation. <laughs> Fuck. Um. You're right there, dude. Land, <laughs> land, no. Lifting, <laughs> he lifts things. Lifter, lifts. Uh, la landscape, lifting. E, I, I don't know. Earth <laughs> is E Earth or is it just E? E is Earth. E is Earth. Okay. Yeah, you've got waste allocation and Earth. There's two L's there. You're so close. I'm so Man. nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying so like he like you know he he he's organizing trash he's like uh, what is what are, what are some L words for that I don't know Ugh, man I don't want to give this one up can we come back to it can I keep thinking about it while the next while I'm... yeah I'll I'll let you do that <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> give All me right, a second uh, to ruminate on it so goddamn close <laughs> oh god <laughs> in the movie Toy Story cool is the story about the toys or the friendships they made along the way. <laughs> uh, in the movie Brave, oh. what are the names of the families and or slash clans oh, that shit. bring someone over to court Merida, the main character? Man, I gotta tell you, I really did not like Brave. Um, so and it's on everyone's uh, back burner. I love it. You do? I think Interesting. It's good. Tell me why you loved it. Honestly, the accents. Uh, I love the accents. <laughs> I really do. Um, I'm Noel Scottish. Noel has a Scottish thing. I am, cool. Yeah, I am yeah. very Scottish. Um, so that, yeah, I can get, I mean, I can that get into that. Didn't, didn't hurt, you know. I would say, like, the location <laughs> vibe 
is kind of the one of the better things about the movie. Um, so I'll agree with there. I'm just procrastinating. I, I don't know <laughs> the names of the families. I, it's not even close to the worst Pixar movie. Like there's a whole Cars series. Let's be real. That, that's, that's true. I mean, it's it's maybe Brave is better than the Cars series, but uh, I don't know. I feel like Cars three is better than people give it credit for. One okay. of them is good. That's not the first one, and I forget which one. But also, one of them is really bad. That's not the first one. The second one is ridiculous. I mean, that's that one's like. I mean, it's made for children. It's like it's uh, very much for. I mean, like all the all, you know the Pixar movies, but but this one is like for the four year olds who loved Mater, who's the character voiced by right. Larry the Cable Guy, and so it's like him being a 007 parody. Um, it's very weird. I would argue that Up is not made for children. Yeah, I mean, oh, I, God, no. I, I would argue that also Soul, Soul, Soul yeah. also, I would say very much yeah. like for adults, which I thought was pretty, pretty cool, actually. But um, yeah, anyway, so the answer is I don't know the names of the families. All right. So the clans <laughs> are Macintosh, McGuffin, and Dingwall. Cool. All right. <laughs> yeah. So the, there, there's some more useless knowledge. Love it. For you. And uh, I guess, I don't know, white waste allocation, (laughs) uh, life lifting, earth. Oh, it's so close. So close. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to keep guessing at it or do you just want it? Um, Jazzy, do you know? (laughs) (laughs) There's no phone a friend here. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't know either. Litter. Is litter? Is it litter? It's not litter. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. We should give up. I, I should give up. I should give up. What is it? All right. It is, uh, it's load. Waste load. allocation load lifter. Load lifter. So close, man. Oh. <laughs> my, my question about Wally is that uh, why did they have to designate Earth? Like the whole thing is like the yeah. Earth is the only planet we have. <laughs> it's not like he's no, like well, no, because there were the giant versions of Wally that were on the Axiom, right? So yeah. it was Earth class versus the 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 space giant space class. Yeah, space. I assume space class. Yeah, I and I suppose it. like they're thinking ahead for when they land on some other planet or whatever. In the same way as these contracts are like talking about the perpetual universe or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we we are all very anticipatory about that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> My other question, which I, I just I'll just throw this out as like a bonus, um, was uh, the Pizza Planet truck. Yeah. First appeared in Toy Story and uh, has since appeared in every single Pixar movie, with the exception of what? Ooh. Hmm. Maybe Good Dinosaur. Shockingly, no. Ah, oh, damn. Okay. Good dinosaur. It there's an asteroid in the asteroid belt that's in the shape of the pizza planet. Oh, oh, okay, okay. It's like almost feels like cheating, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think some of those are kind of cheating, like that. I mean, I remember I saw one that there's like that octopus from Finding Dory is in like every single movie or something, and it's not yeah. really. It's like I feel like it's it's like sort of a design in the background in some in, in the movies or something. It's like okay, that's not right, but but okay, which movie is Pizza Planet not in? The Incredibles. Oh, uh, it's the really? only one that like, and then Lee Unkrich is, I think, is his name is the director of a bunch of them. But he was, he was like, yeah, he was like super proud of that, and he was like, yeah, I'm the only one who didn't put it in my movie. <laughs> what was it in Brave? Uh, it was a carving on the door of the witch's house. Yeah, that seems like uh, tracks a, a, a rune, a common witch rune. 
I first said that you were saying my name. Yeah. I, I, I oh, oh, no. I was <laughs> Wait, was that not on purpose, Noel? No, no, no. I was trying to think. I was like, that's of... a really great pun. I, I agree. But no, I guess not. Yes, it was all me on purpose. <laughs> well, thank you for denying me a point this week. I, yeah. I, I appreciate that. You're welcome. We, all thank you. <laughs> we desperately that needed that. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. I'm happy to help. Happy to help. <laughs> But uh, do we want to jump into some fake ads? Yeah, let's do some sure. fake ads. Today's episode of The Never Games is brought to you by Waste Disposal Robots. <laughs> do you have a big load? Does it need lifted? Is it specifically on Earth? <laughs> well, our waste allocation load lifting robot, Earth Class, is here to help. <laughs> They'll lift your load. They'll lift it high. Earth Class! <laughs> I would like I would like to I would like Trevor to just clip out just out of context Tom saying do you have a big load? <laughs> I'll can send that to you Connor. I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's for yeah, it's for Connor's personal. Yeah. No, no. Stash, not for <laughs> ruin your professional career with it. <laughs> Today's episode of the Never Games is sponsored by Spawn Swords. 2,600 years ago, in 616 BCE, the three Spawn sisters started forging swords, and since then, Spawn swords have been the best stabbing steel for centuries. So stupid. At the start, Sally Spawn sailed the seas seeking superior sword forging steel. Sarah Spawn sailed right beside selling the swords at all stopping points, and Petunia was the accountant. (laughs) <laughs> 600 years later, six of the stabs Caesar received were from Spawn Swords. And since then, the Sisters' Swords are still the best selection when you simply must stab. Dumb. Slice with the Superior Steel, slash with the Sister Steel, stab with Spawn Swords. Is it over yet? <laughs> I, I don't I think... It. I loved it. Do it again. I think we need one more take. <laughs> this week's episode is brought to you by Noel's Disappointment. <laughs> is there anything anything in this world more rewarding than hearing Noel say, "Oh God, when is it over?" Yeah. <laughs> the answer is no. Just hang on one letter, one single pun, and just continue saying that for the next <laughs> minute and a half, and Noel's disappointment will surely come to your door. <laughs> Noel's disappointment—it's the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, ain't it just? All right. Uh, this episode of the Never Games is also brought to you by actually a recipe I found on Twitter today from Avery. Thank you, Avery. It is milk cubed, um, and that Perfect. is putting in powdered milk into your milk, so you can have so you can drink more milk per milk than you would usually could drink per milk. Milk cubed. <laughs> It's it's got it's got everything. It's, it's, got, it's got, got everything. <laughs> Disgusting. That's, yeah, that's gross. Uh, I'll, I'll try one. I'll try one. If you guys, yeah, you got right. one. Bert. Sure. Okay. Uh, today's episode of the Never Games is brought to you by Weed. Want to watch the Sixth Sense twice and still be surprised the second time? Try weed. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, I think that's our first weed ad that we have ever done. That most definitely I think, is. I think so, yeah. <laughs> I'm in if it's not, then I just... Yeah, if it's yeah. not, then I just forgot the other one. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, uh, Arun, we'll let you go before we do our, our closeout. Thank you so much for joining us today wait 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 um how can people find you if oh yeah interested? cool uh yeah you can find me at arun considers a-r-u-n considers on uh, social media so 
Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and you can watch the show at www.aruinconsiders.com. And uh, stay tuned for more episodes someday, probably. Um, we'll see. Eventually, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <All right. laughs> we might maybe hold you to that. Sweet. And we'll uh, we'll throw links to all of that in the episode description. Go to thenevergames.com. This is season two, episode ten, to find links for all that. Cool. All right. Thanks, Aruna, guys. Ryan, it was an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Thank I you was. so much. Don't be a stranger, whatever you do. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. I, I'd be happy to come back anytime. So let me know. Uh, awesome. Right. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Well, this has been another amazing episode of The Never Games. Big thanks to Arun for stopping by today. Uh, you can follow us on most social media at the underscore never underscore games. Or uh, find us anywhere you find great podcasts. Give us a subscribe and a review. Reviews help so much. Gets us up that list uh, so that more people will do what you're doing right now. Listen! (laughs) (laughs) All right, you can also reach out to us at any social media outlet you see fit. Our email is hello at thenevergames.com. Or if you just want to give us a cell phone telephone call from your cell phone telephone, call us at 406-GAMES24. That's 406-426-3724. We do also have a Patreon. If you enjoyed what you heard, if you'd like to hear more of it, feel free to support us any way you see fit. Patreon.com slash thenevergames. Donate as little as $1 a month up to another larger amount of money that I don't remember. But you'll get bonus content. You maybe get to get a shout-out on air, various things for your support. We really appreciate it. Thank you. And all of this information and lots more is available at our website. It's thenevergames.com. If you're looking for anything from Arun, this is Season 2, Episode 10. If you find that on our website, all the links to his content will be there. All the music on today's episode was done by me, under the band name, good damn it. Noel is also in the band. He plays drums. I'm here too. <laughs> <laughs> I like that we're just slowly getting more and more and more derogatory towards Noel. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor did all the work, and Noel sat in the room and ate a sandwich. <laughs> it's actually all the percussion used yeah. is just Noel yeah, crunching it, a sandwich. It's, it's called my marble ride beatbox, and I love it. <laughs> Gotta add some chips to that sandwich. Get the, get that beatbox a crunch. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to another wonderful episode of The Never Games. And a special thanks to Arun Arainen once again. It was absolutely amazing for him to be on the show. It was, a, honestly, a dream come true. My name has been and will always be Noel McGinnis. I am Trevor Kelly, at least for now. My name is Tom O'Brien, as far as you know. I am Connor Provost. Good night, sweethearts. And this is the Never Games we play games. Certainly never. Singer Box Studios production. I said certainly always. Like the entire Never Games. I was going to say this is sounding more and more like.
I was in the Star Wars, you guys. <laughs> <laughs>